0: You are made of stardust. No, seriously, you really are made completely out of stardust. Your body, your emotions, your memories, okay, your hopes and dreams are the culmination of billions of years of expansion from a single point teeny tiny speck of light and energy that exploded. Atoms and molecules flung outwards into existence. And now, look at you. Twinkle, twinkle. Here you are. How I wonder what you want. Way to go. That was great. And okay, sure, you know, we've all heard this idea, right, of the Big Bang. But what if we could actually see it in action, the beginning of the universe, the earliest parts? Today we're joined by an astronomer whose team caught a glimpse of the early little baby cute universe using the James Webb Space Telescope. From the studios of Cincinnati Public Radio, I'm your host, Dean Regas, and this is Looking Up. Show that takes you deep into the cosmos or just to the telescope in your backyard to learn more about what makes this amazing universe of ours so great. Our guest this week is Dr. Alan Dressler, astronomer at the Carnegie Institute for Science and collaborating scientist on the Jades project. So the big superstar in the telescope world has to be the James Webb Space Telescope. This was designed to study a lot of different things. But galaxies seem to be the hot topic recently. So the idea is when you look through a telescope, you're looking in space. You're making things that are really, really far away look a lot closer. That's just what telescopes do. But what the Webb telescope does better than others is that it can also look in different wavelengths of light. The world sure looks a lot different in infrared light. Remember that what you're actually seeing is temperature. So something that's warm is gonna look bright in the infrared. So it sees things that the eye can't see. It sees uh, light in the infrared. It can often pass through things that block visible light entirely. You can make sensors on telescopes even more accurate and even more sensitive if you can look in this wavelength of light. And that's what makes James Webb so much better is that it can see these things that are farther and farther away. If everyday objects look different through an infrared camera, you can bet objects in space do too. I know this is maybe too early in the show to get deep, but are you guys ready to get deep on this? Because uh, there's some reality problems here. I just want to take a deep breath. Because when you look in space, you're not looking at how things are. You're looking at how things were. So for example, it takes the sun, takes about eight minutes for the light from the sun to go from the sun to us. So that means when you see the sun, You're seeing light that's eight minutes old. You're seeing where the sun was eight minutes ago. Man, this is gonna get deeper really fast because when you look at the stars, that's where they were years ago. It takes years for the light to travel from those stars to us. And so when we look at galaxies, we're looking at galaxies that are millions to billions of light years away. I know this is like, wait a second, am I in the matrix or something? Uh, The standard models and and the evidence from various sources are pointing to a universe that started about 13.8 billion years ago. So if we could look back 13.8 billion light years in space, we can look back to the beginning. Sounds easy, right? Yeah, piece of cake. Just build a big telescope and look out in space. Well, no, Uh, James Webb Space Telescope has a team. JADES. JADES. The JADES Survey. JADES Project. So it stands for the… James Webb Space Telescope. That's the J part. Advanced Deep Extragalactic Survey. We've entered the most exciting era of extragalactic science where we're starting to see these early galaxies in the early universe. This is a program that's going to, like, look at the uh, really, really far away stuff for about 32 days and try to see the faintest of the galaxies that are out there. So the idea is if we see the earliest galaxies, we can get a glimpse as to how later galaxies may be formed. And uh, I got to tell you, the newest ones that we're finding, the earliest, youngest galaxies are real weird. And I can't wait to talk to our guests to find out what we are uncovering right now. Hello, good afternoon. Hi. Is that Dean? It is. Alan, thanks so much for joining me today. My pleasure. We're really excited to be joined by our special guest, Dr. Alan Dressler, who's uh, the astronomer at the Carnegie Institution for Science and the collaborating scientist on the JADES project. This has to be, like, amazing to be seeing the James Webb Space Telescope. Get up there. Start doing this amazing science And studying galaxies, how are you feeling so far with the accomplishments of JWST to date? And uh, what are you looking forward to? It's pretty
1: indescribable. And this this took so long to build and was so difficult and so, you know, so sort of perilous to launch. And to actually have had it worked and working uh, this well, I think everybody who was involved is, well just overwhelmed by what we actually accomplished in this.
0: Well, speaking of the, you know, kind of the deep field and early universe, you're working on the the JADES program, and so this is going to be devoting, you know, about a month of telescope time to check out and characterize these faint distant galaxies. Uh, Tell us what what this project is hoping to do and uh, why look at old, young, wait, old galaxies or young galaxies? Young galaxies.
1: (laughs) They're young galaxies, yes. Well, the the two teams that make up JADES were the team that built the camera, takes pictures of the sky, and the team that built the spectrograph, which is mostly based in Europe, uh, which takes the light from individual galaxies. In fact, it could take many at a time and splits it into its colors for, let's say, an astrophysics sort of analysis. We'll
0: finally be able to see more than our eyes can see.
1: The teams are actually doing many kinds of science, but part of the two teams that were going to do uh, work on distant galaxies decided to pool their time because they had two different views with the pictures and the spectra. uh, And they thought they might as well work together. So each team got a certain number of hours, sort of hundreds of hours of, uh, of time on James Webb in return for the many, many years that they spent developing these two instruments. There's a whole range of uh, studies going on, but as you mentioned, the key thing here is that when astronomers look out into space, they're looking back in time. And with the Hubble Space Telescope, which was launched in in the 90s, we've learned that we could get back pretty far in the history of the universe, which means pretty far out of 14 billion years. So out of that 14 billion years the Hubble sort of took us maybe 10 or 11 billion years back in time. And from that we learned that it was going to do better than we thought. It was going to get us closer to when galaxies actually were born and that was the impetus for uh building the James Webb Space Telescope. I had the uh, the honor of chairing a committee at that time in the in the mid-90s that made that recommendation to NASA and said exactly that, that we needed to go into the infrared uh, in order to get the sensitivity, uh, in order to get to the birth of the first galaxies, and that that would be extremely rewarding kind of thing to do, and something that, you know, a, a civilization like ours only gets to do once, to see back to the very beginning.
0: Oh yeah, what, what is your, your role and you know, the primary focus uh, uh, with the JADES project?
1: So my focus was what, in fact, that committee identified as the kind of prime mission of the telescope, which was to see galaxies in their infancy. I've been working on that for about five years, getting ready to make these observations. And they come from looking at very, very deep pictures, as you said. Those pictures are made in many colors, seven different bands of color. However, it's infrared colors, nothing we could see. You can use the brightness of these very, very faint distant galaxies to figure out how many stars they have made and over what period of time. In other words, it's like you're mapping the growth of your child on the, on the back of the door with crayons. In And you're watching it grow, and that's what we're doing. We're watching the galaxies grow from near nothing to uh, billions of times the mass of the sun. Yes, galaxies grow by birthing new stars, generations of stars. That's how they take the gas that's in the galaxy and turn it into stars like the sun, uh, which then, through their lifetimes, build up heavy chemical elements, carbon, nitrogen, oxygen, iron, all those things in their cores. And none of that heavy element part of the universe was there before stars and galaxies came along. And the the thing that's so amazing is that if that hadn't happened, the universe would have just fizzled. But everything you see around you, from the earth to your friends, everybody, is made up of those heavy chemical elements that changed the nature of the universe.
0: Well, I think you hit upon a, a, a little misconception that I think most people have about, you know, the, the beginning of the universe, the Big Bang. You get this kind of animation, and I don't know, maybe we got it from a certain TV show of that certain name. But, like, that when the <laughs> Big Bang happened, galaxies preformed are already there flying out of this beam of light. And so, uh, that's that's not correct, right? You know, like, when the Big Bang happened... What what happened before galaxies formed? There was a lot of time before that, correct?
1: Yes. It took about 400 million years um, before things cooled down enough. I mean, the Big Bang was extraordinarily hot. Too hot for a human being to sort of measure it. Um, and as it expanded, it cooled. That's kind of a, a natural physics phenomenon. But it took a long time before the matter that it was generated in the Big Bang could get cold enough. It was already sort of uh, a little clumpy in places, but those clumps began to collapse by gravity. Gravity pulled the denser parts together and emptied out the less dense parts. And so we started to get structures that would become galaxies. And that happened, as I said, sort of a few hundred million years after the Big Bang. Now, that's compared to 14 billion years today, so it's pretty early, but it's certainly nothing like, you know, right near the Big Bang. That, that world was so different from ours, so alien in a sense that all the things we recognize as being in the universe could never have been because it was so hot. So it was made of particles we don't even uh, see around today.
0: Well, and so that's what we're we're looking for with the with James Webb is you know getting as far back as possible. Is there you know what I guess what is the the youngest galaxy we've seen? And is there a limit then? Is there you know you're expecting like, okay, we're not going to see anything past this point. is that is that yeah, the,
1: that's right. And we have pushed that what we see to about three hundred billion years with the James Webb. That particular observation is of something that is so little light coming out of it that although we're certain that we've got it right, there's not much more we could say about it. But I'm starting a little bit later than that and look at galaxies that are four or 500 million years to start with, and then going to about a billion, which is another 500 million years. And over that period of time, a lot happens those little specks of light begin to grow. And the thing that has turned out to be a big surprise is that they didn't grow sort of gradually. That's the way we see galaxies growing today, is quite gradually. This kind of star formation was not gentle and continuous, but really bursty. There were great sort of immense bursts of star formation, and billions of solar masses were created in less than a hundred million years, which was fast. And that's really surprising. We don't see anything before those bursts. It's not like they were kind of building up to it. Boom, it just takes off, and we get a, a lot of mass so that we really have an infant galaxy and that actually, most of them shut down. We know they have to grow much more to be the galaxies of today, and they will. How did it make that transition from being a sort of an almost explosion of star formation to be a quiet building? We don't know. And so the question is, we have physicists and people who make models in computers of how galaxies grow, and they didn't predict this. So they have to go back to the drawing boards and see if they can understand how this could actually take place.
0: Well, and this is just the beginning. We're just a few years into James Webb and, uh, you know, this has to be so exciting to look back at the earliest parts of the universe and hopefully we're just beginning. I hope there's a lot more to come for you. As we say around here, we wish you clear skies, but for James Webb, you, don't, you always have clear skies, don't you? <laughs> well,
1: you need to hope that this very complex telescope, which is, you know, a million miles away uh, and under complete remote control, it survives. We, we think we could get 20 years of life out of it. And you're absolutely right that uh, in 20 years it will revolutionize astronomy.
0: It, it's so fascinating and we'll be watching this carefully uh, just to be part of this project is has to be awesome. Uh, and we appreciate you taking the time. This has been so fun talking with you, Alan. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you very much. And look, we'll, hello to everybody in Cincinnati.
0: That's right, our Cincinnati. And anytime you're in the area or your old stomping grounds, stop on by and say, hi, we'd love to have
1: you. Yeah, well, I could maybe set something up for another year and I'll uh, probably have a lot more to tell
0: you. That would be awesome, that'd be awesome. Thank, Thank you. Thanks. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Also, what's next for the James Webb Space Telescope? I have no idea, man. They are, like, keeping their secrets. Looking Up with Dean Regas is a production of Cincinnati Public Radio. Marshall Verbsky is our show producer and galactic expansion specialist. And, Marshall, the universe is expanding, so your realm keeps getting bigger. Ella Rowan is our audio engineer and purveyor of universal truth. And, you know, Ella, the truth is out there. Our theme song is Possible Light by Ziv Moran. I'm Dean Regis and keep looking up. Man, I can use all these whispery voices when I talk about the galaxies.